0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London Time, on Friday, the fourth of November. It's Employment Report Friday in the United States, a day when numbers that are wrong are treated as if they have pinpoint precision. The data will be revised massively, of course, but this close to the midterm elections, it is anyone really going to care about the revisions. Media pundits will only care if the numbers cannot be spun into something sensational. The trend of the labour market is towards a moderation of jobs growth in all probability. The complication is that the explosion of business creation and new jobs like TikTok content creator are not properly captured in this data. The real average hourly earnings numbers are likely to remain catastrophically negative, although the real average hourly earnings for homeowners are not as negative as the headlines suggest because homeowners' cost of living increase is notably less than the headline consumer price inflation rate. Consumers continue to leverage their balance sheets to keep on consuming, so this negative earnings number does not translate into negative real consumer demand. Perhaps the thing that really emerges from the very murky story of the US labour market is the fact that the GDP narrative, and everything associated with that, is completely inconsistent this year. The US economy apparently created between 2.1 and 2.6 million jobs in the first half of the year, but the GDP data says the economy was contracting. Even allowing for future massive revisions to date... The current employment numbers show third-quarter job creation of 0.4 to 1.1 million jobs, a slowdown or a severe slowdown depending on which measure you use. Despite this, the GDP data says the economy accelerated in the third quarter. Elsewhere, the Bank of England came up with a nuanced, if divided, policy decision packed full of explanation as to why the choices were being made and what the outlook was. This is a refreshing change from the Pavlovian policy of the Federal Reserve, where any question as to policy transmission mechanisms is met with the response, hike, hike, hike. What was unusual about the Bank of England's decision was the very explicit attempt to tell the markets to get a grip on reality and revise expectations of how high rates would go. This does not often happen. There are alarmist headlines around some of the projections for growth, but Bank of England Governor Bailey has very sensibly signalled the high degree of uncertainty that exists. Overall, the picture is consistent with a moderation in the pace of UK tightening near term and a pause sooner than the markets had been expecting. European Central Bank President Lagarde spoke yesterday and will speak again today In the past 24 hours, nothing has happened of any economic note, but ECB President Lagarde still feels the need to comment on that. Yesterday's comments were vague, suggesting that policy had a way to go, which is no use to anyone as a guide to future policy action. Lagarde says inflation is too high and has to be fought, but of course what was missing was any economic analysis of how raising rates is going to impact energy prices. We get German factory orders data today, which is an area of the economy affected by higher costs, but also affected by weakening demand for durable goods around the world. That's all for today. Have a good day.